If you've ever had a thought that just drove by and hit you like you can't do something or you can't have something or you're not worthy of something, those are probably limiting beliefs. This is Don't Rush Me. Hey, I'm Maria Spear Alice and I hate rushing. It never yields good things to rush, whether it's rushing to finish a client project or rushing to put on eyeliner. But when we have 10,000 things on our minds at any given moment, it's hard not to fall into that habit. I've had a lot of very specific technical training in my life. Hello, music school and law school. But none of that training prepared me for being a business owner, a lawyer, a wife, a mom, or really just a functional adult woman with a huge to-do list. I'm no guru, but I created Don't Rush Me as a way to talk more about the slow, simple tools you can start using today to make your life and business life a little easier. So whether you're a healer, a coach, or a business owner, a professional craving that slowdown, come with me as we learn about the small, easy things that can make a huge difference in your mind, body, or business. Welcome to another episode of Don't Rush Me, where we get a little sneak peek into my community, the Creative Soul Sisterhood. And a recent meeting of the Creative Soul Sisterhood, our theme was limiting beliefs. And like I said before, limiting beliefs are those little drive-by thoughts that are not very nice that you tell yourself. Um, And it all goes back to the subconscious and trying to keep you safe. But I will share a, a few snippets with you from our recent Creative Soul Sisterhood meeting. And our panelists on that meeting were Samantha Schmuck, who you've heard on the podcast before. She is a holistic life coach and embodiment coach. And Laura Lee Paha, who you'll hear from in a few weeks, who is a theta healer, who is also a coach, and who speaks to mother wounds and limiting beliefs as well. But here, I'm going to let Samantha Schmuck explain to you her version of what a limiting belief is. The short of it is a limiting belief is here to keep you safe. Um, And we have three core needs as humans, which is love, safety, and belonging. And these limiting beliefs are created to help protect those three essential qualities. This is a really great explanation. And especially those those core needs, love, safety. Um, The first thing that I read or the first aha personally, when it came to learning about limiting beliefs, was in Jen Sincero's book called You Are a Badass. And she describes the ego and like the subconscious as an old Italian mother, an old-fashioned Italian mother with the, you know, the rolling pin over her head. And she wants you to stay home. She wants you to stay home with her forever because it's safe with her. And she's afraid of what's out there, even if it's good, even if it's good for you, even if it's beautiful, she's afraid of it because it's unfamiliar to her. And so whenever you try to venture out just a little bit, you try to tiptoe out of her domain, she just beats you with that rolling pin and gets you back inside the house. That's your ego. That's a limiting belief. So now that we kind of have established what a limiting belief is, I want you to hear about more about when limiting beliefs form. 
a lot of times when people are doing that timeline work, they'll stop at like seventh grade when they're 12 years old, et cetera. And they're like, yeah, that really felt like it was it. And it's like, let's put a pin in that. That's important. But let's see back to see if there was an even earlier contract made where this was necessary in order to show up and to be in your life. And if that later memory is really an echo and a confirmation of that early limiting belief. It's actually a little bit scary as a mother to think about the fact that my child is younger than five and already has these little limiting beliefs forming. I mean, it's a part of life, right? It's a part of life. It's going to happen. But even before a lot of us, as Sam said in this previous clip, We think back to middle school and those insecure years of when you really started to become aware of not your shortcomings, but of those limiting beliefs, of those feelings of self-doubt, when really it comes earlier than that. So now let's move on to uncovering limiting beliefs. How do we figure out what they are? How do we pinpoint them? So the first question I always ask is, okay, imagine, visualize with me, if you were to do this, what do you think the worst thing that could happen would be? Like, let your let your mind go there to the absolute worst thing. This is great advice from Laura Lee, and it's also something that I do when, like, my anxiety is getting the best of me. It's like, okay, what's the worst possible thing that could happen? Um, and that's a really great example of getting to the bottom of your limiting beliefs or what are you afraid of you know okay I really want to share my opinion about something on social media or I really want to share something new um, with a friend why am I so hesitant what am I afraid of and then you might start to uncover oh maybe I'm afraid that I will be rejected okay maybe I'm afraid of the friendship falling apart these are real fears, and so it builds in us this sense of un, unsafety. Unsafety? <laughs> Is that a word? This lack of safety, um, and so that can be a limiting belief as well. So we've identified those beliefs. Now we're coming on the topic of reframing, so changing that belief, saying, no, mm-mm, cancel, I do not accept that and instead replacing it with something else. Because just like any habit, um, you may have heard of habit stacking, but it's, you, if it, it's hard to take something away if you don't replace it with something else. So this is the act of replacing that limiting belief with something else. So I'll let you hear Sam's uh, method for reframing and then Laura Lee. You hear a, um, a thought come through to take a step back and be like, is that really the truth? And it, to just create a little bit of distance and then to choose like, okay, no, like how can I see this situation in a more positive way? And then affirming to yourself that new thought process instead of the original thought that kind of tried to do a little drive by, I like to say, they just love to like drive by, shout some negative things and then keep passing on. So <laughs> your job is to kind of slow it down to hear it. And instead of just taking that as a fact to press pause and to say, okay, is that really the truth? And to choose a new, more positive uh, thought that is going to serve the direction that you're moving in and, and to say that back to yourself instead. 
you hear a, um, a thought come through to take a step back and be like, is that really the truth? And to just create a little bit of distance and then to choose like, okay, no, like how can I see this situation in a more positive way? And then affirming to yourself that new thought process instead of the original thought that kind of tried to do a little drive by, I like to say, they just love to like drive by, shout some negative things and then keep passing on. So <laughs> your job is to kind of slow it down to hear it. And instead of just taking that as a fact to press pause and to say, okay, is that really the truth? And to choose a new, more positive uh, thought that is going to serve the direction that you're moving in and, and to say that back to yourself instead. So we've identified those beliefs. Now we're coming on the topic of reframing. So changing that belief, saying, no, mm-mm, cancel, I do not accept that. And instead replacing it with something else because just like any habit, um, you may have heard of habit stacking, but it's you, if it, it's hard to take something away if you don't replace it with something else. So this is the act of replacing that limiting belief with something else. So I'll let you hear Sam's uh, method for reframing and then Laura Lee.